You're listening to The Building Code. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth. I'll introduce our guest for this episode in just one second, but want to make a quick note to all of our listeners. We have a great deal for our June 2019 Builder Trend University. You can buy two tickets and get one free. This is a great opportunity for your team to learn more about Builder Trend. Our June Builder Trend University is on June 19th and 20th in Omaha, Nebraska. All you have to do to sign up is just go to the show notes page at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Click on the link there to register for BTU and make sure you mention the podcast when you register. And now I'll introduce our guest for this episode. Today we have Ken Marr from Habitat for Humanity Omaha joining us. Hi, Ken. Hey guys, how are you? Great. Thanks for asking. We're in a great mood. We're in a great, it's a great day. Truly. As I am. Yeah. So, Ken, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Ken's a friend of the program, a friend of mine, a friend of Builder Trend. That's why we have you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Ken, maybe give us a background to start off, first off, uh, about Habitat for Humanity Omaha and uh, speak about your position and your team there. Uh, so uh, Habitat for Humanity of Omaha has been around since 1984. Uh, geez, when I started there back in late 2010, early 2011, we had about 14, 15 employees. Mm -hmm. And today we're uh, over 110 employees. Wow. So when you look at it from, uh, from a nonprofit aspect of it, it's like uh, exponential growth because you just don't have that backing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the discussion has been um, around Habitat is, geez, how do, you, how do you grow so fast? And of course, we're all community driven. We're driven by mm -hmm. as much as what the community wants us to do. So, you know, we've continued to grow because the, we, the, the advocacy needs and the needs of families around, uh, around the North Omaha area that we, uh, that we serve continues to grow, as well as kind of the advocacy part of it uh, with, with the home ownership side, as well as uh, just anything in general regarding uh, home ownership, uh, we fall into that range. For so, those who yeah. don't know, I mean, everybody knows about Habitat for Humanity in general, but let's just say you don't. What is Habitat for Humanity? And I know you guys do here locally a couple different things, like the restore. And can you explain everything you guys do? Right. So there's, there's a, uh, oh boy, there's a lot of things yeah. that people don't know that we do. Everyone uh, kind of encapsulate Habitat around, geez, Jimmy Carter kind of invented you guys, mm -hmm. right, in the 80s when he, when, uh, when he was finished with his term of presidency. Mm -hmm. And really, we've been around uh, long before that. Uh, basically, what we do is uh, we build affordable housing, and it's simple, decent, affordable housing. And it's nothing more than that. There's an affordable housing crisis in Omaha, there is in, in, the, in the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. What we do is uh, we build homes, and families uh, apply and then uh, those families buy the home from Habitat at an appraised value. They purchase the home from us and, uh, and they pay a mortgage. And, and from there, uh, Paul, you talked a little bit about Restore. And Restore, uh, those monies generated or Restores uh, go right back into the operations and build more houses for us. So we have two stores in Omaha. One is on uh, 24th and Leavenworth, just uh, south of, uh, of Leavenworth Street. And then we have one on 108th and Maple as well. And between those two stores are about oh, 45,000 feet total. Uh, one's, one uh, is a really large store at about 25,000, 28,000 square feet. And it's, our, uh, it's a store that we opened in 2012. And uh, it generates uh, about $1.3 million in revenue. And it just does a wonderful job of, uh, one, telling the story of what you can do by not throwing things away. It keeps stuff out of landfills. Uh, it uh, makes people uh, renovate, restore things. And it gives that general idea that, uh, that you're here for the community and, you're, and it's more that green idea that mm -hmm. everyone's been pressing. So. Have you been to Restore before? Here? I actually haven't. It's really cool. Yeah. 
Um, what, what, what would you find there? Well, so yeah, that's that's a good question. So this is the program that contractors, some local vendors like suppliers, and then even like you're just normal homeowners, when they're demoing or have extra material, they donate it to you guys and then you sell it. Is that correct? Right. It's uh, it's uh, it's a lot like the Goodwill model, but instead of clothes, we take stuff out of your garage. And there that's you go. The, that was kind of the initial genesis of it is, is, you know, you might have two or three two by fours left over from a from a job that you had in your garage. Instead of throwing it out like most people do, just call Restore or you drop it by the stores and we basically resell it to somebody like me who needs, just happens to need a couple two by fours, I'll mm-hmm. come by and get it. But what it's turned into, uh, it's turned into multiple things as far as of people just donating things. And it, it could be lawnmowers, it's, it's furniture, it's furnishings. Uh, it's basically in, uh, anything under the sun that we'll take other than other than clothes. But what's really exciting is we also started a, a new project called uh, Deconstruction about four, three, four years ago. That's, oh, yeah. that's powered by the Nebraska Environmental Trust, and it's basically to keep stuff out of landfills. So what that project is, is, is as we go out and we'll demo 30 homes a year with our construction group, uh, instead of basically tearing it down and it going to the landfill or we take it down piece of wood by piece of wood and it comes down and we resell it at the restore. That's so awesome. it, it takes out, you know, just think of uh, how much, how much a house coming down would take, you know, probably five or six truckloads, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, dump truckloads of, of just stuff, let's call it. Well, it's taken out and not put in the, not put in the, um, landfill and it's taken right to the stores. And, and is that a product or program just local at the Omaha chapter or is that across the U.S.? Like can uh, people in other states There's deconstruction pro- uh, projects all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within within Nebraska, it's only found in Omaha as far as that, the whole deconstruction project with, with Habitat. And the restore. Yeah. And the restore. Is right. the restore concept all over? Yes, it is. There's uh, 750 restores all over the U.S. And just like uh, just like every affiliate, they're a little bit different on how they're managed as far as uh, and also what they bring in as well, what mm-hmm. the ones donated. So some uh, some specialize in uh, medical products that they'll bring in. Some specialize in just uh, just uh, purchased paint or purchased products like in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as the restaurant in its truest sense in Omaha is is uh, truly stuff that's donated and that's what we sell. We'll have uh, we do carry uh, paint. Mm-hmm. As, uh, that we that we'll purchase. It's it's uh, used paint, but it's it's reconditioned and sold under the Amazon model. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an Amazon product, not made by Amazon, the company we. Know yeah, I was like, right. I was confused. But the yeah. company the company is called Amazon Paint. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. So that's yeah. really cool, Tom. You'll go this weekend. I will. Yeah. There's yeah. a portion of the store called the market. And everyone who steps in it will love it. Not that the store is not great, but it's it's refurbished, it's uh, restored uh, items that uh, just you know you'll walk in there and you'll buy something. Basically, it's like Target. Like yeah. if you go in, you're, you're buying. You're something. buying something. Yeah. Probably more than you need. So oh, one more thing. Sorry about yeah. the local chapter. Um, it's it's very big in terms of the rank of all the chapters in, in, in yeah, the US. Yeah, we're uh, right? out of the 1,300 affiliates around the world. We're ranked in the top five. Wow, and uh, and of course the big ones uh, uh, that we that we kind of model ourselves and we do peer to peer type studies and things like that happen to be in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis and in the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. And so, is it am I correct that uh, Habitat's based out of Atlanta? Habitat like the, is based out of Atlanta. Yeah. That's where uh, that's where uh, the headquarters is. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was founded and and uh, based in America's Georgia. 
Oh, so okay. which is uh, down by White Plains, where Jimmy Carter. There you Jimmy go. Carter left. Yep. Came full circle there. Nice exactly. job. Exactly. So if you if don't know who Jimmy Carter is, check the show notes page. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. How'd you find yourself? Because you have a cool story. You, uh, I won't tell it for you, but you left corporate America <laughs> and you joined Habitat, right? Yeah, I, I was at uh, Gallup for mm-hmm. about 15 years as corporate mm-hmm. treasurer. Mm-hmm. I would fly around the world and around uh, around the U.S. buying and selling companies and and doing accounting stuff and doing treasury stuff. Amanda actually worked at Gallup. For a couple of years, Amanda uh, Z. Amanda current. Brewer is our current uh, CEO, executive director, mm-hmm. and uh, she worked at Habitat after a long stint with Habitat International in, in Atlanta, in Americas. So she moved back uh, 03, 04, I believe, and she worked at Gallup, and that's where I met her. And uh, and then she was there for I, I think maybe eighteen months, and then the local affiliate here in Omaha called her and asked her to be the executive director. So then uh, we'd stay in touch and talk and run into each other, run into friends. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that we bo- that both knew us. And then um, about uh, 09 and 10, she called and started talking. And yeah, I came over. It was great. But uh, it got me out of an airplane, got me uh, thinking a lot more about uh, the whole general idea of making the world a little bit better than when you got here. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. He, he made... Uh being a treasurer for a company sound like the most exciting thing ever. <laughs> right. Getting yeah, on I would, a jet. I would just, I would just, ju- just jumping around. on a jet every yeah. day, buying and selling companies on a whim. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like that. Uh, that sounds Dave Hinderocker. Awesome. I wish it was that cool. But yeah, it was, it was fun because, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, just going out and trying to, trying to uh, figure out a way to buy more of your market. Sure. Yeah. And that's what, that's, what, uh, that's what I did a lot. For you, though, a lot of it was just your, personally, you wanted to give back and kind of, make that part of your life, right? Uh, Is that part of it? Yeah. After, after a while, it, uh, whether, and it's not right or wrong, mm-hmm. it's just what you feel personally, but you know, mm-hmm. it's trying to make that number every month, whether mm-hmm. it's a sales number or whether it's a profitability number or what your stock price is going to be, mm-hmm. which is all fine. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, started listening to what Amanda had to say and where Habitat was going. And you know, the numbers, there's not quite as many numbers as far as zeros, right. but, uh, as far as the job itself, it's the same exact type of, uh, uh, stuff that we ran into in the for-profit world. Mm-hmm. You know, you you always have, uh, especially my role as chief operating officer, you have building facility issues, you have uh, issues with, of course, people, you have issues with, and that's not good or bad, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, you'll have stuff with, with vehicles, you'll have, and then just your business in general, as far as uh, how you grow it, how you build it, and where it's going to go. So, And would you uh, attribute your success or, or the growth of from when you started People about 15 so, yeah. to over hundred with that. Yeah. Is that because you and Amanda, maybe some other leaders there put some of your business acumen from a previous life? life yeah. Into it your- was, yeah, it was a, it was definitely a choice uh, by our board that said we need to, you know, the community is asking for more, for more of us. So that's when we decided let's, let's uh, really step on the gas pedal. So uh, let's say in 20, let's see, in 2012, uh, over a few years, my two goals were, uh, when I first started, was one, to find a new office building for us to house not only our, uh, our warehouse, but also our offices, and also to find the second restore. And, and we, we, hit those, uh, we hit those objectives. And then from there, now we have a place that we can put people. Mm-hmm. And we can start thinking about how we're going to grow, 
not as fast as we had thought, but you know, when, uh, when you get from, you know, 15 homes to 20 homes, then all of a sudden you're looking at, geez, how do we get scalable? Because like any business, you kind of plateau mm -hmm. and then you're looking for that next little shot in the arm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it happened to be builder trend because uh, at the time, um, we're looking from to go from like 20, 25 homes to another 20 homes or so increasing it from that to get to about 40. And we needed some, we needed a software, a piece of software that, uh, that we could use that would help us get scalable quickly, help us with communication, help us with, uh, with repository information as well, you know, keeping it for, for as long as we needed to. And, uh, and a basic uh, understanding that when you work, you're accountable for your work. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what, uh, that's what the builder trend product has brought us. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's changed our business. When yeah. did we, when did we cross path? Like how did you come to us? I called you because uh, in our construction committee, one of our bankers said, have you talked to Builder Trend? Okay. I said, no, I haven't. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when I, I called you yeah. and, uh, and you and I hooked up and away we go. That was fun. So yeah. So yeah. like five years ago, was it? Yeah, I would say uh, probably 14, Great. probably late 14 or mm -hmm. so. But yeah, I think we really got it going in 15, but uh, it took us a while because you know, when you're that small, not only are you still trying to do your business and now you're trying to implement mm -hmm. a piece of software that's completely out of bounds because people are th thinking this is going to be on our phone and we're going to do what? Mm -hmm. right. You know, so it was small steps. It was taking pictures mm -hmm. at first and then we figured out, oh, this is what we can start using it for. And now it's, now it's embedded. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's part of our fabric at Habitat. That's so, great. That's yeah. a similar story to a lot of people. Yeah. So you talked about your growth uh, for 2019. What's your projected amount of houses that you're going to be? We're, we're shooting for 56 homes That's great. this year and then uh, about 150 home repair projects that we'll work on. That would be another thing you do. So the restore, the new home ground up, but then you do a whole program of remodels, but also you, you mentioned something about landscaping as well. We do. Like, uh, so let's hit, a it, let's hit a few of those. So yeah. we own about 450 pieces of property all over North Omaha. And that's basically for future, it's our future inventory. That's mm -hmm. where we're going to build in the next, uh, in the next 10 years or so. Um, so when you own a piece of land, you have to manage it. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, our facilities management team uh, manages about 450 pieces of land. We have to go out and mow snow removal as, as well as taking off debris, mm -hmm. you know, sofas and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then when you think about, uh, when you think about, uh, how all that kind of mixes in, it just adds on to another layer of, of our warehouse. Mm -hmm. So we have a construction piece. We've just added, uh, our own uh, in-house, uh, electrician and our own house, uh, plumber as well. And we're, uh, next year we're going to move into having our own, uh, in-house HVAC, air conditioning guy. But you know, with that kind of helps us with quality and it helps us with timeliness. So they would like train sites. people, right? Uh, <laughs> they would, but more often than not, they're on the job sites okay. kind of doing the, they're just practicing right. their, their, uh, their skill. So, because for those who don't know, one of the parts about Habitat is your volunteer program. So when you're building a home or doing renovations, you're asking for volunteers from the community. Our team has been out there a handful of times. We're going to do a bunch more over the next year. Right. Um, it's just it's great for our people because most people here have never swung a hammer. That's ninety nine percent of our volunteers. They right. don't have construction experience. So right. whether they're uh, attorneys mm -hmm. or whether they're uh, uh, students from Creighton, they don't have any construction skill, but they come out because they want to serve. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, they come out and serve, and we have over ten thousand volunteers a year, and they come out and they help us build the fifty six homes that uh, we're putting up this year. And you have Habitat employees that are guiding them. Right. So we like have, you'll say, Hey, this is how you put up a soffit. Right. We have yeah. construction, we have construction yeah. supervisors that are on site and they'll lead the 10 to 15 volunteers a day. 
yeah. and they're great. Yeah. And they're, they have to have that skill set that most don't for profit, which is you have to be able to like be really good with people, be really good there's, communicator, yeah, be patient. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of the human side. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of the human side that, uh, that our construction uh, right. team has to have. Uh, when I first started, we kind of had to change our hiring model as well. So it went from real construction, check the list, meeting deadlines, to a person that wasn't afraid to look at a volunteer eye to eye and be okay with fall, you know, having, the, having the project fall behind a little bit. Because uh, our main driver was that the volunteer was going to have a great day. Because mm-hmm. these volunteers, just like, just like all of us, if we're taking a day off from work, we want to go have a good time. We don't want to have a time where someone's yelling at us. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, that was the main driver was just to make sure that uh, that the engage that the uh, volunteers were engaged and yeah. uh, and they would have a great time, and uh, try to do something on the job site. And if it didn't, it didn't happen. Then you know what? We'll worry about the next day. But, but uh, all in all, over uh, just the law of averages tell you our our, uh, our build times are about sixteen weeks. That's how uh, the timeline that we build around our Gantt charts within our builder trend. Yeah, you guys have a great team. Yeah. Uh, so. Our team, like I said, has been out there to have nothing but good things to say. It's a, it's team building. So you'll probably get a lot of corporations that do this. We do. And then, um, yeah, your people are really great about communicating. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we, we didn't talk about was our, was our home repair. So we'll do about 150 home repair this year, um, included in the home repair. So there's about, there's about 60 projects where we'll go out and we'll do the, it's the, uh, the kind of the exterior pieces where it's, it's new siding or a new roof or a new patio or something like that, where, where someone really needs that. And that's, uh, and, uh, that's what that home, re- that's what the home repair. Well, is there an aspect towards. to that, that maybe we, I think we talked about this where you actually are, are going to give a facelift to the neighborhood community. Right. So that's, uh, that's what we call our neighborhood revitalization. Yeah. that's uh, cool. And that team goes out and it's, four or five times a year. And it's basically, you know, 100, 125 volunteers show up and they'll hit a two block area Mm -hmm. and it's just neighbors helping neighbors and it's really community driven. And it's really nothing, uh, really nothing heavy construction wise, but it's fixing gutters, it's fixing screens, but uh, it's beautifying the neighborhood. So it's, maybe it's pulling weeds, maybe it's mowing, but it's a general, it's that general light touch that helps, helps uh, you meet the neighbors. Cause if you're, if you're like me, I may know my neighbor that I've lived across the street from for 25 years. I may have said five words to him past 25 years. So, yeah. so uh, a lot of that is just building that, that community that we're all looking for. It also so. creates like pride in your neighborhood, right? Oh, yeah. Once you clean something up, you kind of want to keep it that keep way. Keep it nice, yeah. That's a really cool yeah. program. So yeah, so, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that neighborhood yeah. revitalization, revitalization does. So. so we've talked about a few different ways people could get involved. I guess next steps for somebody listening that says, you know what, I'd love to help out. What would, what would be their best next step? Uh, HabitatOmaha.org. Okay. Yeah, if you, uh, if you want to give, you want to donate, uh, you want to uh, donate to Restore, you want to volunteer, hit HabitatOmaha.org. And Is there a national website and then you could go find your local chapter? Uh, I, I believe if you go to habitat.org, you'll be able to kind of get through it. It's crazy. You guys do so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, some people have a pretty general assumption of habitat, like what they do. Um, but as we've seen, we've already had like four different programs. One I love is the, the builders blitz, right? Cause a couple of years I went out there to see you just to talk to you. I wasn't, wasn't volunteering, but right. it was amazing. I mean, can you explain what that is? Well, that's <laughs> that's a that's a culmination of a whole year's work. So yeah. it's it's planned. It's a ten it's a ten home build. This year there happens to be eight, and we're looking for two more builders. But they're commercial builders that come out. I guess residential builders as well. But they're commercial builders that come out, and they they literally build a home 
in a week. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we'll have the foundations are poured, but they'll come out and they'll start decking and uh, walls go up, siding goes up, a roof goes up and all the inside goes, the interior happens and, and it goes up in a week. And with that, it helps us because, uh, because those 10 homes would take us again on an average 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. Well here, it just, it just uh, helps us serve that, mu- that many more families and it gets, you know, adds up to our, uh, to our 56 home uh, goal. Every well, year, at least so. the one I was at, the other thing is you completely transform a block. You're basically wiping out a block, starting fresh. The one I was at was across the street from like an elementary school. Yeah. So I could just tell how powerful it was going to be for the whole neighborhood. Yeah. A lot of the homes, uh, a lot of the areas that, that, uh, that we're in, uh, especially where our blitz located at uh, the empty lots outnumber the homes and then the homes have been dilapidated or they've been, they've been burned or, or just been vacant. And through many mm-hmm. years of, of not, you know, nobody living in it just needs to be torn down. If, uh, if a uh, if the foundation and a home are are livable, we will go in and do a full gut rehab and try to maintain the envelope of the neighborhood. But but in a blitz situation, more often than not, it's uh, eight or nine homes that are going up, and maybe one or two that will be full complete rehabs, gut rehabs. But within that range, um, uh, Paul, you got it right as far as it transforms the neighborhood, the ten homes that we're building there. But uh, it goes a lot farther than that because we bring in, you know, we serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it brings in all the neighbors from from uh, surrounding blocks as well as you know surrounding neighborhoods as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, what it goes to is it, it kind of goes back to the neighborhood revitalization, where uh, where you're trying you're transforming not only the neighborhood but the community. So there's a there's a there's a bigger community involvement and a bigger sense that uh, that you're part of something bigger. So you need volunteers to um, donate supplies, donate the food donate the time as far as like coming out there and helping those builders. Cause they're not doing it themselves with just their employees. You right. Need, you need a bunch of volunteers to help them. Right. So the builders, week. the builders are, uh, the majority of them are commercial builders. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sometimes they have to figure out residential building code as well. So they're right. used to building, you know, the, the, like the building we're in, mm-hmm. uh, and they're not used to building, you know, a single family home, three bedroom. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so with wood more often mm-hmm. than not, it's a steel structure. So right. as they, uh, go through that, they also bring in subs, uh, and their subs, whether it be HVAC, uh, framing crews, roofing crews, they have to come in and all those crews are kind of, f- uh, f- filtered into that or compressed into that one, uh, that one week span. Mm-hmm. So in any one, at any one day, there's probably 300 volunteers on site building mm-hmm. and, uh, and we feed every one of them. Yeah. Three squares a three squares a day. I think you came on a Tuesday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are mass chaos because that's when the most construction's happening. And then uh, about Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday is all the interior drywall and stuff like that. So so it's a little less hectic, but still but still uh, wild. So. It was chaos, but there was a great energy. Oh yeah, and people were like yeah. everybody was in that in that servant spirit, which mm-hmm. you could tell, which was really cool. Yeah, that's and that's uh, what uh, we're always. That's what we're always about is trying to find, trying to find that, uh, that spot in, uh, in someone's heart to where, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm serving and make the world a little bit better. So that's awesome. You're always like that, Tom. Oh, thanks, Paul. Don't even need to open that door. It's always open. Thanks. <laughs> was that a weird, was that a weird reference? That's a rally killer. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Did you that's feel a rally killer? Can, so, uh, Ken, I noticed I went out actually last fall to meet up with one of the teams and as a complete outsider to this, I was thinking like, Again, you're walking into a situation where it's like, I'm here to help, but I don't really know anything. And again, I thought the volunteer coordinator did a great job explaining stuff. But one of the things I learned was about this sweat equity that is required of the future home buyer. It was a neat thing to hear. 
for them that they're actually like participating in the build process because I think they learn things along the way. That's the other part of the goal, right? Right. So there's a program when you get in when you get approved into the program. Families are required if, if it's a married couple. Uh, they're required to put 350 sweat equity hours in. That's building your own home. That's going to classes and that's helping at other job sites as well. But also, you might be building your own home, uh, helping build someone else's home but also understanding the idea of, uh, of uh, what, it, what it takes to be a homeowner. That's what the sweat equity is all about. And then if it's a single uh, wage earner in the family, it'll uh, that would require about 250 sweat equity hours. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw those neat to kind of empower those people to, again, it's kind of that self-pride of like, look, I actually helped do this. Right. And, and that, then also the learning process. Yeah, and that re- basically replaces the down payment that, uh, that, you have to, uh, that you have to make when you normally buy a home. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if it was just me, but I think some people assume that those families are getting those houses for free. No, they're purchasing it. They're right, signing yeah. a 30 year mortgage and, wow, okay. uh, and, uh, and they're making house payments just like, uh, just like everyone is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That owns a home. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Well, Ken, thank you so much for coming on the program today. We had a great time getting to learn more about Habitat, how much you guys are impacting the world. Um, it's such an exciting mission that you have there. So thanks for being a part of our story. Thanks for coming on and sharing that. So the yeah. listeners can support a couple different ways, right? So I, again, we're go, we're gonna go as a as a family trip, me and you yeah. and our families to the restore this weekend. Yeah, sure. Uh, so go to the restore, donate to the restore because you'll have one probably locally wherever right. you're at in the world. You can donate money. You guys are always looking for for monetary gifts, mm-hmm. right? And then right. also volunteer on site, swing a hammer. Yeah, and don't forget to check the show notes to see pictures of Tom and Paul at the restore. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> and more importantly, if you know of anybody that needs home repair, uh, we service all of Douglas and Sarpy County as well. So right. You know well, yeah, that's that the other needs, thing. Yeah. How do you apply if you need home repair, or if you have somebody you know? Just go to the website. Yeah, just go to okay. the website. It'll uh, completely uh, uh, go through the whole flow of, of how you apply. Perfect. So yeah, or right. you can always give us a call as well. And right. that's again that that website is habitatomaha.org. Correct. Okay. Or find your local one. Or find your local one. You can find out those links at our show notes page, buildertrend.com slash podcast. We'll have the links on there for you. Yeah. From Buildertrend to you guys, we think you guys do, uh, we know you guys do a great job. Appreciate everything you guys do. Glad that we're always, we're, we're in a partnership. Thanks for everything you guys do for us. Yeah. And yeah, the community. Happy. So go team. Go team. You can find Ken at our bar about what, once a week. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I swear I see you here like Twice. every week. <laughs> he admits. That's I will see you too. Paul. Yeah, he's a, he's you a local. I guess the reason you, I see you is because I'm there as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And good. with that, cheers. Yeah. Make sure you check out our show notes page. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.